We can't say it? Let me... T How does he talk? Let me tell you a tale. So foul. Are you? Oh, you're trying to do Josh Gad. I <laughs> thought you were trying to do Dame Judy... Uh, Judy uh, um, Helen... What's her name? Judy Dead. Let me tell you. That's like Yoda. Oh, my God. Let me... How does he do it? I'm trying to think of how his Let voice... Let me tell you a story about Ireland and the only Irish actors that they ever hire. Colin Farrell is that actor because he's Irish. And he's in this movie because it's filmed in Ireland. A movie so foul. What is, what is, and now Judy Dench is like this, what? I'm just making myself laugh even thinking about it. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> because, like, sometimes her voice would be like this. It would be like... It changes! Yeah, it would be like... It changes. All right, dearie. Oh, dearie. <laughs> get the, what is it called? Uh, the uh, Oculus Rift? The... Get the... <laughs> the Oculus. Hello, dear. Get the Oculus. <laughs> Officer Short, go get the Oculus, or you're suspended from duty. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah. I, was gonna, I wanted to start it and just go. Oh, um, that's a story that's foul. <clears throat> uh, anyways, sorry. Now it's gone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are just another movie night, and I am Scott. <laughs> and I'm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we are talking trash. Talking trash. Talking trash, indeed. It hurts my throat. I know, it does. Oh, guys, uh, if you didn't already know, this is our show to review, spoil, debate, crap on, and give second chances to the hated, the lowest rated, and the much debated, and often forgotten flicks on the internet. All while asking the question is, is this the worst movie ever made? And if not, what is? And today, we are doing, for February, to give our love to people we've met online or people we've met in our lives that we love. Yeah. We're just watching the movies that they've suggested. <laughs> Will we love them after this? No. We're taking their love, our love for them, and they're hating on us. Oh, my God. Okay. And today we are watching a movie suggested by Extreme Reviews on Instagram. Um, he's in a movie chat with us. Uh, well, with me on uh, a, a big movie chat that we have. A bunch of reviewers have all talked with each other and i asked everybody give me the worst movie you've ever seen and if they can name one that we hadn't seen we're gonna do it and so here we are today talking about artemis fowl a movie that even disney plus hated so much that they took it off their streaming service and dumped it somewhere else <laughs> they want nothing to do with it and i i see why yeah this is a 2020 movie and uh, so this is something we got to talk about okay there's so much to talk about here because, I mean, well, I mean, not movie-wise. What? 
Well, maybe maybe it is. Who knows? Well, okay. Okay, so this movie, this is the this is the process. This movie was written was a a, a popular story by Oh, I'm going to I'm going to try and remember this. Owen Coulter. Coulter? Owen Coulter. Um the 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 novelist, the author of this movie wrote 12 books in the series. Before mm-hmm. that, though, the before this book even came out, Disney bought it. Mm-hmm. They wanted it instantly. Every that's the problem. Because of Harry Potter, every damn and between I, I'm gonna, I shouldn't even blame Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Twilight, True Blood, um, what Fifty Shades of Grey. Because of these really successful books, that like they they gravitated toward these kids and uh, teens. Every single one of these series has got bought and was tried to be made like into a sh- a movie series, and they fail epically. I would say that even the ones I named, Harry Potter is the most successful. Yeah. Twilight was successful, but it's like lauded. Like it's almost so bad it's good and it's like 50-50. And yeah. I feel like that came and, and went though. Harry Potter is like lasting. Timeless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't name another big one that like has survived. And this is in a long line of those. But what shocks me is to see that every time one of these gets made written, these companies just buy it before it even comes out is the hit or whatever. Now, I have never heard of this book series. Twelve books. It actually has, I think, uh, was it uh, nine books and then a whole bunch of spinoffs? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Now, what happened was this, from being bought before the book came out to 2020... This was in development hell. Anything that could go wrong went wrong. The, the The world, the planets were in line trying to warn this company not to do this movie. Like anything that could go wrong. So 19 years of development hell. Um, Till it finally got picked up. My, there was um, apparently a script written that had uh, the main character Artemis Fowl. Almost like a a, a horror movie. Oh, I would actually And they said it's too like dark. It's Aww, too dark. Darn. So they scrapped it. <laughs> um, now, when this movie finally got picked up by director Kenneth Branagh, I did it. You did it. I did it. I, I didn't mispronounce. <laughs> um, director, he finally, uh, I guess his nephews told him to check out this book. And when he read it, he was like, yeah, I'm interested in it. And I guess Disney got wind of that. And they had worked with him already on Thor. Mm-hmm. You know, the other movie that's not so hot that everybody's kind of like disappointed in. Yeah. The one everybody kind of forgot, Thor 1 and 2. It's not so bad, Thor. People, I think, hmm. give it a little too much shit. But I think that they already had this going with him. So they were like, oh, well, let's make a, let's make it. But the problem is Harvey Weinstein yep. produced this. And... So not only did they have the development hell, but then they had to remove Harvey Weinstein from the project that he already had produced that they had to remove his name. Then COVID hit. So the movie got bumped. Uh, they bumped it from 2019 to 2020. And then they said, nope, the movie theaters are shut. We can't release it. Let's put it on our platform, Disney Plus. Everybody's at home. Everybody can check it out. This is a hundred and twenty million dollar film. Yeah, I, I get that. I can see it. Yeah, I mean that's kind of sad, right? Yeah. Because it's 
it's really in one location with a lot of a green screen. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the CGI was really bad. Yeah, and guess what? Anybody who watched on Disney Plus absolutely loathed it. Now, we didn't read the books, so we're going to say that right off the bat. We we have no basis. No, not not from at all. Book no. to movie, but we as human beings who watch movies love them, want to do a show on them and also love finding the diamond in the rough bad movies. Yeah, we can completely see why people didn't like this. Beyond even having the comparison. Well, I mean, I did read a little bit on this and they did what I did read was that they took the first two books and that is this movie. Yeah, apparently just a little bit of the end is mm-hmm. some of the second book. I don't know how much of the second book is smashed into this, but I did read a little bit too. And some of it's very odd. Um, in fact, one of the most interesting things that I found out was that Artemis Fowl himself was kind of a super villain. Well, he was going to be an evil genius in the books. I guess he starts out as yeah. an evil genius and slowly grows into being a hero. Yes, I read that too. Which kind of would have been cool. Yeah. It would have been unique. Instead, we virtually have a Harry Potter movie. This is exactly the, the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone, however you want to say it. This is virtually that. I will say that this is the most convoluted, bizarre flick we have watched in a while. Would you agree? I mean, it, it is. Yeah, 100%. And there's like a lot of controversy around this film, too, because of the casting. Supposedly, oh, I don't know anything about that. So I guess in the books, the girl who plays um, Short, Officer Short. Okay. She's actually an Irish actress. She's really cute. Um, I guess she was kind of more... Um, ethnic looking i guess as they describe her in the book and she wasn't here and they also changed the uh the butler the character of the butler who was actually played by the guy we love from sweet tooth that's oh my god i didn't catch that yeah that's the guy from sweet tooth we love him um and his character was also different ethnicity in the book okay so there's like a whole bunch of yeah that's a, that's a that. thing playing that always has a problem is the uh the the swapping of um, ethnicity in these characters and stuff like that. It's like a highly debated conversation. It constantly is something, you know, people have to point out. If it works for the story, mm-hmm. I don't have any problem with it. I know that we probably have a lot of hot takes on the situation and a lot of people disagree. Let's try not to get into that so much. But I, I think that, yeah, when you're reading something and you have a visualization of what those characters look like in your mind from the descriptions, yeah. when you see it on the big screen, you kind of get disappointed. Yes, because um, they're not what you're used to. How, so it's just off-putting. Yeah, how rare is it that when you read something, you go, holy crap, that's exactly how I, I wanted it. And I think that I can name some times that that has happened, like uh, Snape in the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Uh, the same thing goes with, uh, I didn't see, because I've, like, this is a thing with me, because I love movies so much, when I see a big movie franchise is coming out and people get, like, really into it, I try to go read the books, because I want to know why everybody's so interested in it, and I also like to have this idea of book versus movie and see the difference. Yeah. So I've read a lot of shit, and I've read a lot of, I've given a lot of things credit, <laughs> and so one of those things I read was uh, Twilight, because yeah. we didn't know what it was. We actually were at... 
we San Diego Comic-Con. We yeah. yeah, we went to San Diego Comic-Con and uh, we were excited because we were there because they were finally making Watchmen into a movie. Mm-hmm. But the big thing everybody was freaking out about was Twilight and we didn't know what it was. Yeah, no and clue. the first thing I said to somebody was, when I got back, I said, what is this Twilight thing? And they said, oh, it's a popular book. And I said, oh, you know what? I'll, maybe should I check it out? And they said, I think it's more for women. And I was like, ah, I hate that. I think anybody should be able to read anything. And I'll check it out because who cares? You know, I, I, I want to know. I'm interested. And uh, someone let us borrow it. And we read them all. And I said, you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever read in my life. So whatever. But one of those characters in that, that. Alice. Yeah. I think I had a visual, uh, like a, a total visualization of what she should look like. But when I saw the movie, I, I forgot about it because she was perfect. Yeah. 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 Alice is cute. Yeah. I think, uh, what was her name? Alice. Cullen. Uh, no, um, the, the actress. Uh, Ashley Green. Oh, Ashley Green. Yeah. She, she nailed it. They nailed it. I think they gave her the right kind of like the, just the, the vibe of her kind of worked for me. And that happens sometimes. So I can yeah. see that some people might not connect. When something is completely not the thing that you're expecting it to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could go the opposite way, too. Where, oh. like, you know, with the Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, I was ten minutes into this book, and I was like, I can't take this shit. It's trash. And I, I refuse to watch the movie. I just refuse. Oh, the book is trash, though. It, yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, I'm just hate ten minutes into the book. Yeah, I couldn't I do it. And then the movie, I'm like, I, I just can't do this. Yeah. I can't do it. Um, That's the book that made me stop doing what I'm talking about. But everybody loves the book, and a lot of people don't like the movie. Well, so not everybody that. likes the book. There's a certain demographic that likes the book. Yeah. Very horny, hard-up women. Yeah, women that aren't getting any. <laughs> women who really want to be taken by butt plugs. Oh, yeah. They think that guy exists, you know? that What's his name? Christian Grey, who yeah. has a torture chamber in his basement, and he's rich, and he gives you everything, and he's handsome. Yeah, just the fact that... And he, like... It's fan fiction of yeah. Twilight is in itself really in that's insane that that became that popular. It is that, literally that like the same situation. Bella Swan was completely overtaken mentally and emotionally by by this vampire, and then what's her face, uh, Dakota Johnson, same situation. Yeah. She was completely taken over, put in a bad situation by toxic males. By a toxic man, and, and that's supposed and to be women a hot love thing. that. Yeah, and I'm like. What's wrong with you? True blood, the same thing. Again, what same is wrong thing. with you? What is yeah. wrong with you women? Uh, honestly. What's the other one? There was another one too, right? Uh, um, I think there was another one, but I can't remember right now. Uh, but yeah, I, that's a thing. And uh, unfortunately here, because we, like I'm saying, I stopped reading the books after Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I only read one book. I was like, this is such shit. I cannot believe this is popular. Trash. Uh, I gave up. Um I even read like the Da Vinci Code books. Like I read all of them. Yeah, those. me too. Uh, and now I gave up. And so we don't have a basis for this movie. Like I didn't even know that this was a big series until we watched this movie tonight. I had no idea either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the thing. Well, what I was saying it was convoluted. It's fucking the most <sighs> confusing, rushed thing. The fact that this is not two hours is kind of mind-blowing. It's not two hours? It's only an hour and a half. Ugh. And it fit in so much information that we paused it multiple times to ask each other, what the hell is happening yeah. in this movie? Ask me any question, I can't tell you shit. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. to be completely, to completely honest, 
I'm going to say to you one thing, because look, like I said in the opening here, we spoil all the movies, we talk about them, we tell the whole plot. Most of the time, it's because we watch these movies so you don't have to. And a lot of people have seen this. Uh, 30,000 people have reviewed it on IMDb, and it has a 4. 4.3. Yeah, and a 30% Metacritic. So it is hated. And uh, after watching it, I kind of get it because it, it, and, and I can see how if any of those people were book readers and they were the, and they're mad, I get it. Uh, from just my standpoint, this is the most easy movie I have ever seen in in concept. I can break it down right now. This is the con. This is the movie. Kid has to rescue his father. They get a device. People come. He beats them. They free his father. That's the movie. <laughs> And that took an hour and a half with the most convoluted shit I have ever seen. I kept going. I mean, literally, there's no story here. There's it, no, no there's no backstab. There's like yeah. the twists. The twists are not there. Characters don't make any sense. Things that happen aren't explained properly. There's and, no explanation on anything. And they want you to know all the shit. We were asking each other questions so much back and forth, back and forth. That I literally, I was like, you know, let me just listen. And then when I did listen, and we rewound it three, four times, yeah. I still had no idea what the heck was going on in this film. We had a, we, we rewound it a couple times, and I just, at one point said, no, we're not doing it anymore, because it doesn't, it, it's not helping. I, do, I still am having trouble with what I watched. And I, I'm I'm sitting here asking myself, all these questions like, wait, did I miss something? Or, oh. I mean, I literally was into this movie. I was watching every second of it. I did. I wasn't playing around, walking around, doing nothing. I was wa- watching this movie and I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. I just don't. Let's, let's talk about, because I know for a fact, the one thing we definitely know is the MacGuffin of the movie. The thing that everybody wants. And the reason I know what it is, is because they say it. 50 fucking times in the movie. Oculus? The Oculus. The Oculus. The Oculus. The Oculus. Oculus. Oculus? What precisely is the Oculus? I said, at one point I just said to Joe, Dr. Acula. That's for anybody <laughs> who's ever seen Ed Wood, okay? That's a, that was a stupid joke that I, we absolutely love and we say it all the time to each other. I mean, it was like so hammered in. I'm What's like, it called? Oculus. Oculus. <laughs> The Oculus, a weapon so powerful and mysterious, it can barely be imagined. You're lying. Um, And they can't say it without saying it over and over in the same sentence in this film. Yeah. And that is the McGuff. That's the thing in this movie that is the, if anybody doesn't know, like, what a MacGuffin is, it's the thing that everybody seems to want that is the plot point. It's mm-hmm. that it you don't know exactly what it does or how it does what it does, but everybody needs it. The Harry Potter one is the same exact story. It is everybody wants the Sorcerer's Stone. Why do they want it? What exactly does it do? I don't know. It doesn't matter because character has to get from point A to B to get it and the villains beat. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the That's story. It. And those kind of stories are so simple, but the way that you make it interesting is have everybody be interesting, have yeah. the world be interesting. This movie knows that it's so convoluted, so instead of just having a like a structure that follows narratively, like 
you know, from from the beginning to the end, this movie has to start with a, um, a flash forward and have a narrator. Which you hate. Well, again, the only reason I hate narration in movies is when it's done to tell the audience everything they need to know because the writers are lazy and they don't know how to convey emotion or plot through characters. Well, I said this to you. I said, thank God we have Josh Gad. He didn't help. He, he did helped not a help. little bit at oh, least. It's, it's he, bad. He explained things in proper English at least so I can understand because they were just talking around in circles and, and you know talking about artifacts and things. And I'm just like, what artifact? I didn't even see this thing they're talking about. What is going on? Yeah, what artifact? Aculus. Find the Aculus so you will never see him again. The Aculus. I'm saying that my freaking And everybody nightmares. says it funny, too. The Aculus. What's the Aculus? Um, yeah. Okay. Now, I said Harry Potter. Yeah. That's very important because not only does this have the same kind of plot, Kid is the chosen one, the one to save the day, mm-hmm. and he's got to get the MacGuffin. We also start off this movie... With what literally looks like Hagrid. Oh my god. Okay, so, I'm going to post this picture of Josh Gad. Josh Gad is Hagrid in this film. He looks exactly like Hagrid. He looks exactly like Hagrid, especially in the opening shot. It's it's creepy. At first I was like, wait, they're not doing this. That's not Robbie Coltrane. And then I looked again. I said, it's definitely Josh Gad. And I was like, oh my god, it's Josh Gad. He's a Disney prince. So yeah, it makes sense. Now, I think that a lot of people will have a make or break on the movie just by seeing Josh Gad. I know a lot of people hate him. I don't hate him. I think he's okay. I can see why some people might say that he's like James Corden, that he shows oh up and everything God. and he overdoes it and he goes to 11. I, I understand that that could be a definite thing that you can see. Nobody's as bad as James but Corden. Josh Gad has something about him that he seems like he generally loves everything he does. That he is willing to do anything for a joke, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, he, he tries. And I'd say in this movie, and I don't yeah. know if he made up some of his dialogue, but he is probably the best thing in the movie. And I didn't like him very much. I thought he was funny in scenes. And that's saying a lot. But right up, if right out the gate, if you don't like him. You're really not going to like this film. Okay. Well, I liked him. I thought he was okay. Yeah. But we could talk about well, the worst thing in the movie, which is the kid. I did not yeah, care about him at yeah. all. Okay. Little, so he's, He was like a little arrogant shit. Yes. Uh, it's like they didn't know how to write him. And, yeah. the, the, char- and the actor, unfortunately, and I want to blame him. I want to blame that they didn't know how to make him like or tell him how to do this character. oh it's like his first movie i think it's not his fault no it, no no. i'm not blaming don't get me wrong i'm not blaming the the, the actor yeah it's, it's the a, character that he has an arrogance about him that's not it's not um earned it's not earned that's what i'm saying at it, all. there yes it's like, not and it, it comes out of nowhere and he just automatically becomes like i'm awesome yeah and it just isn't warranted or earned at all but let, let's get to the plot to get to that, because it's so easy to talk about this movie, but also hard, and I would love to talk about some of the convoluted shit. I can't wait. Uh, Don't quiz my ass, because oh, I can't. I'm not. I, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to ask you if you can help me. No, I can't help myself. I can't help anyone, but let's try. We'll try. This movie starts off with a news report from 
two different media sources and we're in Ireland and there's this gorgeous house on a beach. Oh, it's gorgeous. And that is, and I can't fucking believe any, a writer thought, you know what would be really great if we named everything Foul? Foul Manor. Foul Manor. Well, it's only because the fowls live there. Yeah, I can only imagine every reviewer mm-hmm. used this joke to their advantage when writing reviews. Something smells foul, oh, something I like that. I read several. And I can't yeah. I can't imagine someone laid an egg, a foul egg here, something like that. I I, I mean I can only imagine how people use this. Um yeah. Foul Manor in Ireland. And there's two news reports. I saw a Japanese one, an Irish one, and a British one. They're all on the front lawn of this place, and they are arresting Hagrid. Or, I'm sorry, I think his name is Dirk Diggler. It's not. <laughs> but his name is something really friggin' funny, if you can remember. It's something like, it. everybody's name in this, just like in Harry Potter, everybody's name is what they do. Mulch Diggums. Mulch Diggum. Your name. Mulch Diggums. Fucking A. Dirk right? Diggler. When that happened... When that happened, I was shocked. I said, his name oh is God. Mulch Diggum. Mulch Diggums. I mean... And he eats the dirt and he blows it out his asshole. <laughs> we didn't even get to that. We didn't even get to it. When you're la- I love it so much. I'm sorry, I'm crying. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. This is a this is the thing. I don't know if writers and these famous authors of these really popular kids' books are laughing to the bank with the shit that they write, but it's like uh you know, like the names in Harry Potter where where they say the the, the spells and all the spells are like uh, they're just like broken english it's like the thing is My happening guardian leviosa oh, yeah everybody <laughs> what, what? the guy's name is lupin and he's a werewolf oh, he's a wolf but he wasn't even a werewolf when he was born he just happens to have a wolf name you know what i mean it's, yeah it's too on the nose it's so on the nose <laughs> diggums dirker <laughs> i said dirk diggler dirk diggler what did i say <laughs> What's his real name again? Mulch Diggums. Mulch Diggums. <laughs> so fucking bad. Artemis Fowl. Dirk. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not Dirk. Stop saying Dirk because I'm saying Dirker. I'm, <laughs> I keep saying Dirk Diggums. Mulch Diggums. Mulch Diggums. God damn mulch it. Mulch Diggums. I can't do this. Isn't Diggums the name of the uh, Honey Smacks frog? Um, yes, Diggum. His Diggum. name is Diggum. All right. So we see Haggard getting arrested. And he's thrown into a truck, and they say they're saying this crazy stuff. Now, this scene makes you think that that guy getting arrested is Artemis Fowl, because they're like Artemis Fowl, this uh, the the owner. He apparently has stolen all these artifacts and all these precious things around the world, and it's all coming out that Art um, Artemis Fowl is a, is is a, is the thief. And they show this guy getting arrested, and that you. You kind of barely get some of the dialogue, so you kind of like. I think they say this is one of his associates. He looks like a homeless man. Okay. He, and they're coming in a yeah. castle, and I said, if that's Artemis Fowl, and he lives in a castle, he looks. He looks like Haggard. He looks like he, he should live in a bar. He does. He looks like a chud, actually. He. he 
I mean, it's just a hot mess. But like, I, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, oh, and then they never say his name right off the bat either. No, oh so no. That's why we're like, wait, who is this? And yeah. he came out of that castle. I, that's what I said. I, I was like confused. And uh, they say Artemis Fowl is still at large. I was like, oh, that's not Artemis Fowl. Okay, what is happening here? Right. So then they cut to a helicopter flying into what looks like oil rigs, and they drop off. Uh, mulch diggums and he in black and white for some odd reason in black and white he's staring into my soul and tells me the story now it's josh gad it's josh josh gad i always want to say yeah josh gad doing a very bizarre voice that sounds like it hurt his throat after a while and he keeps losing it yeah it comes and goes yeah, he's talking really. Dot. Let me tell you a story about Artemis Fowl. We have a lot of weird voices in this. Yeah, this is a movie where everybody was told to do it, and Josh Gad actually has a line of dialogue where he points it out to another character. Yeah, says, he does. We both sound like we have something caught in our throats. Yes, and it's. I thought true. that was pretty funny. And and it's true. And and this way, the way that he's being shown is he's going to be like a sinister character, and he's the narrator of this film. Which is really great since he is not present for half of it. How he knows what happened before he came into the story is right. mind blowing. Yeah, he just knows. You yeah. know, he's a seer, not he... a digger. <laughs> it is so fucking weird. I just need to go back to that scene. I'm sorry. I know we're. we're... I just have to go back we to have, that scene. We'll get there because when it happens, it was mind blowing. Um. He is telling us the entire story, and he's talking to a camera, and off camera, someone is talking to him through it. It's obviously Kenneth Branagh, the director. Mm-hmm. I say Branagh again. Oh, Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. You hear him off camera doing his uh, Perot voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the interrogator. Interrogator, and he's like, uh, "There's a there's a device called the." Oculus. Or is it Oculus? But they're asking for something called the Oculus. What is it? The Oculus. And it is the, the, it's a device that you can only dream of. Apparently this thing has some kind of powers that, that like, it, it kind of, it'll hinder the entire welfare and the well-being of the fairies or something. If, if. Well, yeah, that, oh, well, no, it can transport armies. It could, it could bring people back. It could, it seems to be, like I said, a MacGuffin. It could do anything. It's just. We don't even know what it is. We does. don't know what it, it can do anything. It's a plot device. It's well, like a, the, the time turner. It could do anything you want whenever you need it and it won't be back again. So yeah. And he's telling this to this, this disembodied voice and he's like, you're lying. And he's like, no, I'm not lying. And um, this is the story of Artemis Fowl. And he's like, and he's like, the father, we're looking for him. He's like, no, the son. You don't misjudge the son. And uh, then we get this whole story of Artemis Fowl, right? And he's telling us in this narration that fairies exist on Earth, mm-hmm. that they're in the middle of the Earth, in the core of the Earth. Yeah. They have like a whole civilization yeah. down there. Fairies goblins goblins and trolls exist yeah any fairy tale creature apparently exists in this universe and they hide and they have an organization and 
he says that Arm is foul and was taught by his father, who is Colin Farrell, which of we course, made a joke he's about. Irish. He's an Irishman. Yeah. Um, he is his father. You don't know what his job is. You don't know what he is. He doesn't seem like a strict father. He doesn't seem like, like he doesn't seem like his dad. He teaches him the ways of the fairies his entire life up until this time in this movie. He, his whole life he's been getting him ready to believe in all these fairy tale things and that he has found artifacts throughout the world to make this, this come true. But he's only telling him like in secret, like they might not exist, like they're actual fairy tales. Mm -hmm. And somehow his son has been raised as a damn boy genius. Okay, so this kid, can we just talk about this for a minute? This kid is is like a beyond genius level, yeah. okay? He goes to school with regular kids, but he has cloned a, a goat. Yeah. He was able to clone a goat by himself. He has surpassed every single grade where he should just have already graduated from school at this point. He's 12. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like a freaking super genius. Yes. And... I, I was like, okay, this is a bit extra here. This kid, he's 12. Who's who's teaching him how to do these things? Yeah, you kind of think that he's going to be like Max Fisher and Rushmore. You know, he's going to be like that kid that he's like, oh, he, he has all these things and he knows how to do all these things. But, and he should be like a douche mm -hmm. because he's so smart and so like into himself. And the only scene we really get of this is that he's just talking to... um. Like a therapist. The principal, the it, therapist. He's a therapist. Like a school therapist. And he just tells him off. It doesn't seem cool. It doesn't really do anything. It just shows him to be a little asshole. Yeah. And like the scene where he's... So Colin Farrell is Artemis Fowl Sr. Yes. The kid is junior. And apparently Colin Farrell is going on another one of his expeditions, which kind of gave me... Lara Croft vibes. Oh, big time. Because, first of all, they live in this huge mansion. Okay, that's number one. Then they have... Um, secret he, he has a secret layer. basement layer. He has artifacts. He's a treasure hunter. And who knows what else. This is literally Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. And yeah. so I was like, oh, okay. All right. So I'm getting that kind of vibe. So Colin Farrell has... He's obviously an absentee father because he is never there a lot. And then... Artemis, the kid, you know, knows that he's going away on another expedition and he's, please take me with you. And Colin Farrell just leaves. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay. Another thing set up is that he has a bodyguard mentor who, don't call him a butler, even though his last name is Butler. Dom Butler. Dom Butler? Yeah, they call him Dom through Did, the whole movie. Okay. I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, Dom. Yeah. Again, with the names being what the character does. He, he is a buttle. He he's, a butler. He buttles. He buttles. he's a buttle. He's a buttle. He's a buttle. He's a scuttle butter. Um, a scuttle butter? Yeah. Um, this guy is like the best. He's Alfred. He knows how to do everything. Yes, he but he's trained. also like odd job. Well, or, yeah, yeah. I would say Alfred in yeah. the sense that he seems like he was once military and he knows how to do everything. Yeah. And train him. You know? You know, like uh, he did with the young Bruce, yeah. In the, in those comics, this had the same thing here, except he has a. Now you said it wasn't his daughter. No, I think no. They say it's his niece. Okay, 
So he just randomly has a little girl there with him. She pops into the movie and disappears. And disappears. No one even knows anything about this kid. It's like it's she's really rare. A yeah. little smarty pants that you know she's she knows who Artemis Fowl is. Um, anyway, did we skip over the fact that he? Okay, no, he left on his helicopter. Yeah, I was only bringing it up to set up that he was left behind yeah, with his butler. Kid was left behind with his butler and, and then, his niece or whatever then, the hell she is, and, and she niece. helps train in martial arts. Yeah, she's yeah. They so, said the only way to train a kid is with another kid. Yes. So and they, by the way, Josh Gad knows this, and he's telling yes, us. He, yes, he knows this. Kid. He, yeah. How does he know? Who he knows? was not there. Yeah. Anyway, um, so then we learn um, the next morning, Artemis wakes up, and he sees the news report that his father is missing. And he's also wanted by the police because he's under suspicion for stealing artifacts. Which is that opening. Yes. But then the opening is a little later, which is right. really confusing. And we'll get to that because we, we didn't understand anything. I didn't of that. understand what was happening at so, that point. Yeah. Uh, Artemis wakes up and finds out that his father's missing. And, uh, you know, the but the butler guy, he's trying to stop him, the buttle. The buttle. He's trying to stop him, but he answers a phone call instantly because the phone starts ringing the moment that he sees the news. And of course, it's from the villain. And the villain is holding Colin Farrell in a boiler room-like place. And I have to say, the special effects going on in this room are mind-blowingly bad. They're moving in slow motion. There are supposed to be, like, ash moving around or dust. Mm -hmm. It's moving in slow motion. It doesn't look real. There's, like, embers mm -hmm. burning in the air, and it's moving completely slow. And I didn't understand what was happening in this room. And also, Colin Farrell is hung up with what looks like a symbiote from <gasps> venom it does it does it does look that like that it's, it's like, like on his arms and his legs yeah and it yeah. looks bad it does it looks really bad it, it's it looks like it was after effects like just completely fast done and the villain comes in and now this is even worse the villain comes in it looks like a villain from the show arrow yeah it's like uh like it has a hood on and it, i don't understand what's going on here they have a device on their arm that shoots a green ray up into its face. I don't know yeah. why that's happening. I don't get it. Especially since this, this character's face is covered with like a black, um, like, um, what do you call it? Yeah, it's like a, like a shawl. Covering like, like yeah, some like kind a, of, yeah, fabric or yeah. whatever. And it, 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 you can't see it. It almost looks like a fencer. Yeah. yeah. And completely covered up. But you can tell it's a female. Oh, because the body shape, of course. It's a, and the, the way that it, she walks, mm -hmm. it, you can just see it. And, but the funniest thing is her voice is done in layers of, like, different voices. Yeah. And it, it, to me, I said it sounded like Princess Leia when she was trying to be a bounty hunter. Yeah. I think that she kind of sounded like my precious. Oh, wow. I didn't hear. <laughs> you actually thought it was another character in the movie. And I was like, there's no way in hell. <laughs> It's like that character. <laughs> Everything comes back to Lord of the Rings. Does it really sound like Gollum to you? I think she does at one point, yeah. It's another one. And I was like, oh, and by the way, Artemis, on the phone, I'll get your father. You can have your father, but you have to get me the what? The Aculus. The Aculus cannot fall into the wrong hands. It had to be protected, even from the fairies themselves. The Aculus? What's the Aculus? 
What the is Aculus the Aculus? Is the Aculus? No, yeah. I want the Aculus. That yeah. literally is the conversation. That's here. it. And then the, the he gets off the phone, and he's like, "You have twenty four hours, or whatever." The 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 bad guy says the villain, uh, villain. Uh, they actually say that villain's name in a in a weird scene. Colin Farrell is one of those characters that writes everything down in journals. Of course he does because because the kid has to find them movie. and look them. It, it was like codpiece. The villain's name is like <laughs> Codpiece not... Franklin or something stupid. Hey, Codpiece Franklin, stop! <laughs> I don't know. It's something Cod. Oh my god! How did you get that? Cape Cod, Cod, Ca- Ca- Cassian Cod, shadowy female figure. That's what it says. Goblin Clay. Goblin Clay. Goblin Clay. Oh my god! I was so far off, but I love Goblin Clay. <laughs> Samsonite. Yeah. <laughs> Goblin Clay. What is wrong with you? Um, oh, Codpiece Jim. Wait, no, hold on. Okay, wait. Hold on a second. You were right. It's Cod. I knew it was no. Cod. I thought Cod, but it was Gob. No, okay. First of all, that means that she's playing two separate characters. I stand corrected. So she's just listed here as a shadowy female who's figure. Who's she? The, the, the it, villain. No, but who's, who's playing this person? Charlie Cameron? It's not anybody, though, right? It's just like a stunt performer or whatever. I guess. Person. Yeah, but then Goblin Clay, whoever Goblin Clay is, is actually... Um, one of the other characters. So she's playing two characters. That's what it is. We saw another character? Yeah, then one of the goblins she's playing. The voice. I guess. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's playing two two roles in the movie, this actress. But that's supposed to be... Go- um, I know, because he says that. And he's drawing her. So Colin Farrell has seen this person before because he's actually drawing in his journal the uh, fencing-looking character. And and he says what I thought was codpiece. It was goblin. So oh. okay, it was goblin clay. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's goblin what they're clay. Saying. Yeah. Oh my god, that is bad. I thought it was something else with a C. All right, I have to listen to that again. I have no clue. <laughs> Editor's note: It's actually an entirely different name. We both got it wrong. The wrong hands are now very close. They belong to a brilliant fairy. Perhaps the greatest of them all, but gone to the bad. Name, Opal Cowboy. But yeah, that person wants the, uh, whatchamacallit, the butler comes in and goes, what, what, give me word for word what the person said. And he says, the Aculus. I, I need the Aculus. From bringing me the Aculus. And of course, this kid figures out everything because at the same time, Josh Gad tells us there is a plant, there is another place, another realm of fairy tale creatures. And now we get to see in what I would say is blurry special effects. Everything seemed really blurry to us. And we were laughing like we couldn't tell if it was. Uh, the food we were cooking in the house, like uh, onions or something. I, everything felt very hard to look at. The special effects were bad. I mean, it reminded me of that Jupiter Ascending movie with that oh, trash. Yeah, Remember yeah. that one with that's Channing one. Tatum? That yeah. one was bad. See, that's uh, it, it, We get to see this world, and I don't know if I should be offended as an Irishman. <laughs> you should. Okay, I'm offended as a non-Irishman. <laughs> Because I can tell you right now that this place is, first of all, it's a hub where it's a police headquarters, okay? In the middle, it's literally Middle Earth, the middle of Earth. Yes. And it's, it's all, um, like, 
criminals and cops because this is the police station hub and the police station hub is called leprechaun and do you know like the joke of irish people when they came to america is the men had to get jobs and they made themselves the police that's why every time you see a stereotype of police characters in anything it's always a, a irish name o'brien mm -hmm. uh patrick you know mm -hmm. it, it's it's so ridiculous and so weird to actually say that these characters now they say they're fairies mm -hmm. but they're dressed all in green they're irish and they work at the Leprechaun. Leprechaun, yes. Leprechaun yes. force. Leprechaun Where forest. they arrest the other people, like trolls and dwarves. Gobbles, gobbles dwarves. and dwarves. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was like, holy shit, this is kind of weird. And they're also, their suits, their, their police force suits are green. Like super, super green. green. Yeah. And get even worse with the stereotype. At one point, the chief of police says, what was it? Um, a line, a, like a, a stereotype line of uh, Irish people. Oh, man. Like she says, uh, top of the morning to you. Yeah. I was like, yep. In one of those pots from under a rainbow, I presume. I warn you. Yeah, it was very, and I was like, if they start river dancing right now, I'm I, out. I kind of wanted it. At one point, I was like, just go with it. Like, if you're going to go all the way with this this thing. And I love that sometimes people are okay with stereotypes, and some people don't, you know, other times they're like, no. But this one is extremely on it, like, show, showing itself. Yeah, it is. It's, like, over the top. And and it is odd. And, yeah, we see them. And now, this is where Josh Gad comes in. Josh Gad is a... Oh, you said, he, what is he, a dwarf? Okay, he keeps saying that he's like, he, he thinks he's a mutated dwarf. He thinks so that like, he's a large dwarf. He's an oversized dwarf. He wants to be normal-sized dwarf, meaning the small yeah. version of a dwarf. But he's huge. Yeah. So he's he feels like he's like, um, you know, not not right, that he, he needs to be fixed. Because he's not, he's too tall, but he's a dwarf. Yeah, and the other dwarves pick on him. They yes. say that you're not a dwarf, and he says, I am. I'm, I'm just bigger. And uh, is, their thing is that they're thieves, and they dig. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll find I, out more about that as yeah, it comes along. Oh, my God, the digging. Um, but he's going to jail for 400 years for stealing something. And he's a repeat offender. And he's going to get thrown in jail. And he sees our other main character... It was a fairy, mm -hmm. who you talked about in the opening a little bit, and her name is Unreal. It's cute. Holly Short. Holly Short. Once again, you know, you couldn't get any more typical on these names. Well, I mean, she's an actual Irish actress, at least. At least we don't get Pete Fuckface in here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Jack God. Jack Janitor. Oh, no. Uh... No. Oh, God. Mary, Mary Barista? Oh, no. At the coffee shop? That's terrible. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know why it's terrible. It just is. I don't know either. I'm just uh, going with that. The name. It's like the Smurfs. You know? Like, oh, what's your name? You know? Oh, I'm just the thing that I was born to do. I'm Hefty. artist. 
Hefty. Yeah, a painter. Painter Smurf. Yeah, it's kind of friggin' weird. Brainy. Yeah. Smurfette, you don't have a job. <laughs> she does. She takes care of all the men. I... Hey, well, that's a whole other story for another time. Yeah, you would think that they would treat her like a queen, but they really don't. No. Especially, like... um. Don't go too far into it. Don't 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 talk about Who's Smurfs too much. Who's the asshole Smurf? Grouchy. Grouchy Smurf. Yeah, he's mean. Um, I so... like jokey Smurf. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> don't start me off on eighties cartoons. Back to this turn. You did it. Yeah, I look. Uh, Holly Short is a cop, and she is very young. She's only eighty-five. And 84, get it right. Oh, I'm sorry. 84. Jeez. Which is very young for a fairy. A uh, very young for a fairy. And her father has died. This is a plot line. We it took we couldn't understand what was happening here. No. We actually, I did not understand who her father was. She has a connection to Josh Gad's Diggum character. And I, I, I was like, are they related? Because he says, I love you. And he like steals her like music or something. She doesn't even realize it's ever gone. And he's asking for her to help. She doesn't. I don't know their connection. I don't know how they know each other. It's not really established well enough. It could be that she was his arresting officer the last 20 times he got arrested. Maybe. You maybe. know? Like, he, it, I think that they were just trying to um, kind of, like, show us the rapport between the two of them because he's been arrested so many times. I so, guess. like, they're kind of, like, friendly at this point. Yeah. You know? That's it, what they were going for. Because I couldn't understand that her father was dead and that had been killed, and then she was trying to clear his name because apparently her father was considered a traitor, and it's not very it's, it's doesn't not established. Make, and she's trying to clear his name and figure out what happened. It's it's kind of like off key. It's not really developed. It's quickly talked about and pushed to the side, and so we were confused. We were like, mm-hmm. "What? What's going on?" Now her commanding officer. The head of the police, the leprechaun, <laughs> is none other than who, hun? Dame Judy Dench. Doing an accent and luckily not having to move around too much. Yeah, she, well, let me just say, I think she did this as a favor she's to friends Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, she's friends with him. Because they were together in um, Murder on the... Uh, well, so was Josh Gad. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because he, okay. he, he directed this, he yeah. reused all these people in his other movies. Yeah, she's definitely doing a favor for him. Oh, they're all I, friends. Yeah. I don't feel like she really wanted this role. Oh, it's it's crazy. They gave her like a spiky short haircut. Uh, she's all in a green. She's got a green trench coat, and she is also doing a raspy voice. Yeah, I don't understand why. I don't know either. It's so off-putting. It's like I feel bad because she's an older woman, and it's gotta hurt. Yeah, it's gotta hurt her because it was we were messing around trying to do this voice, and it hurt me. And I, I was I can't get it in my head what she was doing. Just making it a little gruffer. No, it sounded like, like she had. Some sand in her throat. I think you're doing a whoop, whoopkowski, whatever it is. Mike Wazowski, Mike don't Wazowski. forget your paperwork. <laughs> yeah, you're doing that more than that. Okay, that's a more, it's more Roz. Just All right. adding a little bit of gruff to your own voice. That's what she's doing. And so is Josh Gad. Like, just, mm, I just, just uh, give it a little mm, gravel to it. I feel like hers is more gravelly. Yeah, the, uh, the Aculus. 
Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Oculus Rift. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> she gives a speech. Now, now, this is one of the crazier moments in this movie, and this also confused us. We get a side shot, a, a side flash, that the villain character walks out into what looks like a, a jail cell, but it's all, in, again, it looks like a boiler room, and there's a guy laying on the floor, and he's got pointy ears, and she says to him, well, we say she because we couldn't. We, we you could just tell it's a female figure. She tells him that you're going to work for me. or I'm going to kill you. You're going to be my spy, and I need you to be my spy on everything. And he just goes, "Oh, okay." And then this is we weird. couldn't tell who he was throughout the movie, but they show a shot of a guy, and we're like, "Oh, it must be him." And she says that you were found like he was like a criminal, and then they had outed him, but then she pulled some some leverage with the council and got him back in and he's going to be her mole. So I was like, Oh, so the council is bad too. And they work for her. I don't know because don't none know. of it gets explained. I don't know. Cause later on that, that totally changes just everything goes away. Yeah. And, and this, this guy is just a worm character who just shows up and we didn't know that we kept going. I, I kept saying, no, that's not the same guy. He didn't look the same. Yeah, it was. And then we, we, at the end, we're like, oh, it was. But he doesn't even matter for shit because nothing happens with him. You no, know, he does some stuff, I mean, but it doesn't do much. Nothing, It's, no. it's uh, all pointless, pointless. In, in the long run. But yeah. um, he's watching as the captain. What's her name? Commander Root. Root? Mm-hmm. That's it? Judy Dench? Yeah. Yeah, Commander uh, Root. Well, I can't believe it wasn't something better. What? Sally O'Malley? <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> So bad. Sorry. Oh my god. I just I can't. No. Well, the joke is that their names are what they do. You think that her name would have been the commander? They were you know? saying. Yeah, they were saying commander. No, I mean, no, I'm an actual. Her physical name is what her job is. The guy is named Diggum, Mulch Diggum. <laughs> but he, he's not digging mulch. He's digging dirt. That's <laughs> and buildings. That's pretty much what it is. He's going through the earth. It's. <laughs> Holly's short. Her name, she's actually short. It's like a joke. It's so bad. Uh, so I'm saying that's why I'm like laughing. I can't believe her name is not like Chiefum, Jill Chiefum. Jill Chiefum. You know something stupid, something insane, something that you know like what? Oh my god! I can't believe it's only root. But she has a whole speech again about the Aculus and how the Aculus. You've seen the news. The Aculus is still missing will save it is needs to be taken um recovered because it could end human life as we know it and jeopardize their entire well-being but if they don't know where the aculus is apparently then... it was stolen by holly's father okay fine but he died so obviously who knows where it they is don't know where it now. is now but if it's gone why don't they just consider that it's lost and it's not going to be a danger to anyone anymore? You know, like they're just how long have they spent trying to find this thing? You know, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think this movie makes any sense. Yeah. Um. What's really crazy is that Artemis Fowl, he starts coming up with a plan to lure them there, the fairies, so he can get the Aculus. Until the Aculos is safely returned, our entire civilization is at risk. And he's got a lot of, like, he knows exactly how to fight them. 
Apparently, if you can't look them in the eyes. If you look them in the eyes, they'll 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 glamour you, you. Yeah, they'll glamour you, put you under control and stuff like that. Um, they also can freeze time, and so he's got like a suit that's like anti magic or something. They have all these like things that just happen to be in his life, and he knows exactly how to use them, and he believes everything and everything his father taught him. So he he kind of sets up a whole lore to them. Now the cops send Holly out. And she wanders upon a troll who looks awful. And it's terrible. He destroys a wedding. Now, or later on in the film, we're told that these trolls will eat people in a second. And he almost did. He takes his time trying to eat this little girl. Well, he had to give, because movie, you had to give, uh, yeah. you know, Miss Short. So much for a second. time yeah. to get to her. I love when trolls pick up people. They don't crush them instantly in their hand. They're like lightly holding them to eat them. Yeah. It's always made me laugh. Except like King Kong does that sometimes. Like how is he not crushing these people? Mm -hmm. uh, she has to go and save him, uh, fight him and save these people. And now we find out that they can freeze time and they make a bubble of time and they can. And oh, by the way, they're just men in black because they can also erase people's minds from seeing them mm -hmm. and they can freeze everything and it only freezes what it wants to because in the scene a record player is perfectly outside the time bubble somehow and it's suggesting that nobody in the buildings around it are noticing anything that's happening in the street and this record plays to, to give a montage of the troll fight while yeah. holly saves the people and she uses an ability that's like an, um again another just cuz power she can heal people perfectly and she uses it on a little girl and they they tell her no don't do that and i'm like is it is there a limitation can you not do it all the time does it age her does it hurt her does it weaken her no we're not told no just don't do it just don't do it why she's helping why? someone yeah she's she and she must make sure this little girl gets her ice cream and everything like that and they it they, was a pointless scene they they take the troll and they, they show you their powers. And, and Holly uses this as a, a way to sneak off and run off. And they get mad and they're like, hunt her down. Well, she goes to Artemis Fowl's house and uh, goes to do recon because she needs to find out what happened to her father. And she has a lead. And apparently it's Artemis Fowl's house. It, it just so happens. And of course, it just so happens that they're waiting for a fairy. Yeah. So they they trank her. Yeah. So, okay, the Dom Dom the Butler, he he's like the best shot of all time. Um, not in the first shot ever. The one where it's the easiest. Yeah. Never. Not not when he she's like standing still. Yeah. But he gets her. He tranks her when she's flying like in the air all over the place, sporadic. So I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. He, yeah. Exactly. You know, he can do a lot of stuff. So they train her and they put her in a cage and they start questioning her. And, um, you know, first of all, the fact that they have a fairy, you know, like there's so many questions I would have, you yeah. know, um, but the, the, the fact that they can trank her, she has yeah. a suit. She has a, like a crazy, like mech fairy suit. Yeah. Uh, and they can get this tranquilizer through it and then they, they know it have glasses. They have a cage built in the middle of the room. Yeah, where'd that cage come from? They just have that lying about. Like everybody's it's just there. Yeah, everybody's got sunglasses on. Everybody messes with her. They tell her. He tells her 
that she he's being held hostage until they give them the aculus work and it will stop at nothing until it has the aculus mm-hmm. and save his father and yeah. this is when they locate her again and they find out that she's there and so they have to plan to storm artemis fowl's house so the and uh the captain root she decides to tell everybody although she keeps getting the guy who's the the mole he keeps like talking crap behind her and telling her no and everything about that and she in there um, she is the daughter of a thief and a traitor and she's like shut up holly's great you know basically sticking up for her and we have to save her at all costs because humanity can't know that they exist so of course they are able to make a a bubble around a time bubble around their house. They can and do a lot of things. Artemis Fowl sets up a whole thing and he knows exactly that they're coming. This is all part of his plan. This is insane. His plan is fucking batshit crazy. The fact that things are supposed to happen the way that they happen are so nuts. And by the way, we're not even mentioning half the characters' names. Like, we don't know. Because we don't know. We're, we're, we're told about a centaur computer guy that works for the fairy police we're, we're told about all these people they all have names there's no reasoning uh, to know about them yeah, they're just there they just keep piling them and they also keep explaining crazy things oh you have to take a uh, a tunnel ship that goes through the earth and flings you out and it could explode you and kill you and that's odd because later on people just teleport right and so that's confusing well don't you feel like they put so many people in this movie that you're supposed to like know their names and care about, but the person that you care about and you want to know what's going on with them is the goddamn villain, and we don't know nothing about that villain. Yeah, I, I would say that the movie, it. I think I care less about Artemis and more about Holly, and I don't particularly like Holly very much, too. I think the actress is not exactly per, like conveying emotion a lot of times I felt like her, her emotion was, like, counteracting what was happening. Yeah. It just, every time, I just kept seeing it. And I was like, I don't know what they're going for with her character. But, still, this is the movie. I mean, that's the big problem with the movie. Everybody is either overacting or underacting. And so, remember, now, we're all, this is all being narrated by a character who's not in this movie because he's locked into a jail cell. Right, and he seems to know every single thing that's happened yes, he knows to this everything. kid yeah. and everybody's life. It's and like, what? So, Artemis's plan, now, this is crazy. He was expecting the fairies to come. He knows that fairies can't come in the house unless invited, like a vampire? Yeah, I didn't understand that I either. I didn't understand that. I was like, wait. I, I looked at you, but I was like, you know, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just not going to ask. Yeah, you have to be invited. I didn't understand that. Um, and that if you capture a fairy, I, I don't know. There's like all this thing. He, he says all this weird shit. I don't know if any of it's like supposed to be jokes because the actor playing Artemis also is just very bland. He just seems like an asshole. Mm -hmm. Like the character, it's not, again, not the actor so much, no. but the director not telling them exactly how they should portray these scenes. Yeah. It feels like they're just going like, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's yeah. Get it done. He was kind of acting like a, like a kid doing like a 1990s movie, like uh, Frankie uh, yeah. Muniz, you know? When oh he did yeah, that, totally. Yeah, when he absolutely. Called Cody Banks, is that him? Cody Banks? Cody Banks. Yeah. Like a little <laughs> douchebag, you know, just one of those. That's what he reminded me of. That's so funny. Uh, I, um, 
so his plan they come there they do that the time bubble and they could cause the time bubble causes a wave that shoots a fisherman in the opening of the movie the guy mentions that a fisherman saw berries so they're not very good at their job because they're saying you can't let humans know about them they're just flying okay now i understand that this this castle is like on the coast and it's like literally in the middle of nowhere yeah however there is one scene in the movie in the beginning that pans to the school that artemis is going to and it's literally just on the other side of the of a couple of trees (laughs) so you're telling me that there's a whole like environment yeah and um these fairies are flying around that castle and there's hundreds of them and you're telling me nobody sees these things? No one sees it. And I guess the time bubble also hides everything that's happening there, which is, that doesn't make much I sense. Mean, no. you, I mean, there's a giant water, like a water bubble and a frozen guy, a fisherman in a boat up in the air. Yeah. It's, it it's very strange. They fly in ships, ships of them, hundreds and hundreds of elves come in. And they're going to storm this place, but they, they're trying to come up with a plan. Now, he sends that up. First off, he walks outside. They have elf weapons. Mm-hmm. I don't know fairy weapons mm-hmm. or whatever, not elves. Well, yeah, no, elves. the fairies. Yeah, yeah, fairy weapons. And they... Now, first off, Artemis is, I mean, Artemis is not this cool. But he goes outside with Butler, and they beat down these elves. Like, there's no... Um, these uh, fairies, I mean. They beat them down like there's no problem. Mm-hmm. And they're able to use their weapons like they they know exactly how to use them. They've never seen these weapons before. They didn't know they were real until just now. And they're able to do everything. Right. They have one and, of those fairy guns that looks like a... Yeah, it's a weird... It pulse looked, rifle. It, it's <clears throat> not even that. It's so bad looking. It looks like a piece of round metal with mm-hmm. a green lights on the sides. Yeah. And it, Every time someone holds one, it looks awkward. Now, the weirdest thing is the weapon that Butler is using turns into a bow and arrow, and he's able to perfectly shoot the device that is making the bubble. Yeah. So they are able to mess with the, the time device, and they're like, holy crap, I didn't know anybody could do that. So they go back into the house, and they're like, they're kicking ass. And so he calls them up and says, I want a, a meeting with your leader. And um, for a deal. So she goes there and he meets Root and she comes in the house and he basically schools her and says that he knows everything. He's like, I won the Aculus. We must recover the Aculus. Get your pot of gold or whatever that's at the end of the rainbow. Another weird Another Irish, Irish reference. Yeah. Yep. And he, he says, uh, I'll give you Holly, but I want the Aculus. And she's like, why do you think you have any leverage? And she's like, you're in a time bubble. We're, we have the upper hand. And he says, only for the next 20 minutes, then it's going to fail. And she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, I know a lot. Like you, um, you, you need to do this and you have to do this. And she, he's like schooling her and she's shocked. And then he, she, he's like, okay, that's my demands. You have 20 minutes. I mean, he literally reads his father's journals and learns all of this. Because shit. everything he wrote, everything though it's so it's just so extra it's yeah. like there's a secret basement um in the house and it has all his father's journals so he and when he goes down there he knows how to use everything and he's yeah. never been there before he literally has never seen this room before but he knows how to use everything that's going on in there and he suddenly becomes like we know in the beginning he's supposed to be this boy genius okay well how how do you not know about all this stuff then? If your father was so keen on telling you, 
you know? It was like, apparently he read him a bedtime story every night in the same poem. Yeah, he made he him study this. He would read the same poem, which would give him clues, like Lara Croft, um, to find things and to find out things, to get answers. So it's yeah. just that. It's just that. It's so generic. He knows Holly's name because he said, she's like, how do you know my name? And it's written on your helmet. No, it's not. How do you know it's written in my helmet? It's written in Gnomish. And he goes, I know how to read Gnomish. I'm like, of course you do, right? Of, of course, course you do. Of course. Um, it, it's it, it's so odd. But the craziest thing now is that Root has to have a plan, a backup plan. And she calls in to free Josh Gad, Josh Gad from jail. Now, Josh Gad is in a jail cell listening to music, and he's being stared out by goblins. Yeah. And apparently goblins spit fire yeah they sure do they and didn't they, know that they mock him as being a dirt eater but don't stand behind you right because it comes right back out oh my god and i was like oh what my the god. hell are they talking like, Wait, about what so they free him just in time from before he gets his ass beat by the goblins and they bring they bring him in now they shoot him in the vice again that tunnels up to the earth in like an extremely fast speed and it will kill you if it stops short. And they fling him out of that. It looks like a little silver Tylenol. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like a. It looks like the Aculus. To tell the truth, it actually looks like it, but without the glowing. The Aculus actually looks like a chestnut. Like a. It does look like a chestnut. I noticed yeah. that too, or like an acorn. An acorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an acorn. Let them take care of the Aculos. So they shoot him up in that, which is odd because the ships beamed out of nowhere. I don't understand how they this 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 these people work. They seem to beam out of portals, but they have to go and send Josh Gad out of this thing. Now Diggum shoots up into the earth and is brought to them, and it makes a plea deal. We'll cut off a certain amount of time if you help us break into the Artemis Fowl's house. And um, free Holly. And he talks him into what a whole thing. Because they can't storm the, the damn house. They can't go in. No, they can't unless they're invited. Yeah. So Josh Gad finally comes up with a deal and goes into the house. And when he gets into the house, the first thing that happens is he comes out of a painting. But we we got a point. Oh, you I missed the I, whole, I missed the whole thing. So we find out how he's a tunneler. And the way that he's a tunneler is that he expands his jaw. It drops open. He rips open his jaw. He does a little mantra chant, too, which mm -hmm. is really weird. Morpheus Giganticus. Everybody, <clears throat> stand back. <laughs> it's feeding time. And then he goes and eats the dirt he tunnels but through his, his pants drop and he's got heart boxer shorts why would he have that and dirt shoots out of his ass so he eats it and he's tunneling through he and eats it, funnels it and out. it funnels out of his butthole i don't have words for this I, it's supposed to be funny and i think any kids watching this would be like ah oh, ha ha look at that it's coming out of his butt but it's done in a way where you can't even tell you that's can't what's happening tell that it's happening at all I and mean, does his boxer shorts have a hole in the back because it just blows oh out of them i don't know that's too much for me i know why would oh someone even God. write this i don't know. why wouldn't he just tunnel through fast motion why I, would they think that eating 
is the way like a gopher or something does that. Yeah. Like, why would they think that in a million years that that's a thing that they should make in this movie? It's, they should make a guy shit dirt. It's just, it's so, it's just not only is the whole thing, the whole character just dumb, but just the fact that the way he expands his mouth is so gross looking. It, it, it and looks it's terrible. it's not good it. either. No, it looks terrible. It's just like so like cheesy CGI. It's awful. And, and you know what really pisses me off too is he was talking about how he's looked down upon. And he actually tells them, "Make a, I, the real thing I want is for you to wish because fairies have wish uh, powers, apparently wish powers. I don't know. They're like, you have so much power coming out of your ears. It's so stupid. He says, can you please just make me three feet smaller? Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask a question. Wouldn't he be everybody's like favorite of the of the of the dwarf kind I because mean, the dwarf you think the dwarves would be like that uh, he's a giant so it means he could dig even faster and he's like a brute i mean to me that seems like the guy you would want on your side for everything i mean yeah but he doesn't look like them so you know they're automatically like judgy well, well he, they know he really is one because he shits dirt out of his asshole and he rips his mouth open so he's got to be one of them True. I don't get this at all. I don't, I, I don't get it at all. There's so, nothing that you can. I mean, honestly, I don't. I don't know anything yeah. about this movie. Like we're watching this together, and I'm just like completely baffled. And you're like, wait, what just happened? I'm like, rewind. I got nothing. <laughs> so when he gets out, he gets through a painting, and he rips through the painting, and he instantly sees that there's another painting across from him, and he's he knows exactly how to open it. And then see a find a safe on the inside of it. Now, uh, Butler catches there's someone in the house, right? And by the way, um, you know what's really crazy is that the, the device that he shot from the middle of the earth was actually in the air being brought in by two ships now that I'm thinking about it. So that doesn't make any sense. They had to pick him up somewhere and bring him over there? I don't understand that. Hmm. So they bring him in because uh, the the the, nef, the niece, her job is lookout. Now, none of the... the the fairies think let's kidnap that little girl on the lighthouse that's staring at us with binoculars. Mm -hmm. She's telling them, Oh, there's another person coming. There's another person coming. And Artemis is like, good. So now Butler sees him uh, that he has broken in, uh, dig him. And he's like, there's a, there's a big guy here. And he goes, it's a dwarf. And we were like, how the fuck do they know that? He just looks like a normal guy. He looks like a regular human man. He just man. looks like a vagabond, like a vagabond. Yeah. Right? Uh, let me just say, he looks like Haggard. Haggard is in the house, and that's what he goes, it's a dwarf. Now, first off, they've never seen a dwarf before, but they also are looking at a giant guy. Why would he connect a giant guy to a dwarf? It's yeah. beyond me. Like, if you know at all what a dwarf is. Now, first of all, this guy, this kid, Artemis, supposed to be like a genius. He knows everything. He can clone a goat, all that stuff. He doesn't know what a dwarf is. No, he does. He says, oh, good, that was my plan. Yes, but he, he looks like a regular man. He doesn't look like a dwarf. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand how they know that. How do they connect that? I don't, I don't get know. it. It doesn't make any sense. And they said, and then this is my favorite, is Artemis knew that they would fly in a dwarf. Of all their plans, he knew this would happen, right? And then they, oh, it looks like he found a safe. Now, they're looking through, like, um, like a door, glass door, and Butler can see everything. And he goes, oh, he found a safe. I didn't know that safe was there. And uh, Artemis is like, good. That's exactly what I was hoping for. 
Okay. So what? How? Because did he know that this dwarf, um, Mulchy Baggins or whatever, he had um, beard hair, beard hair that can grow on okay. its own? So now we're going to talk about that. Apparently, dwarfs' other power is that they control their hair. Oh, my God. And it can crack a safe. And Josh Gad is like upset. By the way, they put a camera in his eye too. The bag, the the not the bad guys, but the the elves or the fairies. I mean, mm-hmm. they put a camera in his eye, so they're watching it. And now, th- this is so bad. Sometimes they can't figure out whose like focal point we're looking through. Like, just it looks like it's one character who would be in front of that character. There's no way his eye would shoot this scene. Yeah, like, the kid was clearly it, in front of it's the so bad, Aculus. But he is able to open the... He's able to crack the safe. And of course, what's inside is the Aculus. Yeah. Beechwood Short used his magic to steal the Aculus from us, which, need I remind you, is the most precious artifact in our civilization. And it's glowing. It's a glowing acorn. And the two characters just walk in, and instead of fighting with Diggum, they just go in front of him and they go, that's the Aculus. The Aculus was stolen on your watch. He has put our entire people in danger, disappeared. And now at this point, um, Artemis has made friends with Holly. They made a pact. She punched him in the face and then she says, okay, now we can trust each other. Right. And he says, look, you lost your father. Um, and I um, lost my father and I just want my father back. I need the, uh, the Aculus to do that. The Aculus was being targeted. So let's agree to just get along from it. Can I trust you to not run out and all this? I'm not trying to hurt your kind or my kind. I just want to save my father. So she can kind of understand it. And he, they kind of have this bond because of that. And by the way, Artemis's mother is dead in this world. Uh, we didn't talk about that in the opening. I heard that's something in the book that she's actually in an insane asylum. They don't tell us anything. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. I, I kept thinking if that's in the book, maybe that's who the villain is. But it's not, I don't know. Because the villain seems to be a fairy, right? They, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of mention it a little bit. Um, but instead of fighting Diggum, now Diggum is like, he's a, a dwarf and they're obsessed with treasure. Now you think that he would steal it and they would fight him. But no, they just like kind of stand together and they're just like okay with everybody. Mm-hmm. And... Artemis just grabs the 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 Aculus. Artemis wanted the Aculus to save his father's life. And I'm like, you can't use it. If a human uses it, you'll die. Mm-hmm. Uh, only fairy kind can use the Aculus. With the Aculus, I will rise to the surface, then release my army to take over the Earth and own both worlds. Before they can do anything with it, Josh Gad eats it to hold it. This scene is so stupid. I don't understand. It's like, okay. But it's better than that, though, because at least we see him eating it. We don't see him pooping it out. No. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that a little more, too, because none of that makes sense in this movie. Um, Nothing makes sense in yeah. this movie. They send in now. Um, Outside, they they the spy, the mole, has deemed um, Root a failure and has over calls the bad guy and the bad guy says just overthrow her and take over okay so he does that and they send in the troll that they had taken later earlier in the film the terrible the one troll. that was destroying the wedding yeah the wedding and they bring him in and now i 
I got this line of dialogue, so I could not understand what this guy said. And you were making me laugh because I, I just I thought he said, "Can you push all the magic in his asshole, or in his ass? <laughs> push the magic up his ass." And I was like, "What?" Jam all magic in the house. Jam all magic in the house. Did they just say that? And you said, "Put the magic in the house." Jam the magic into the castle. No. Yes, that's oh, what the they're castle. saying. Yes, they're saying I heard castle, asshole. not asshole. asshole. Jam all magic in the house. In a Disney film, and I'm saying I, asshole. I just, what, what the fuck did he say? Did he say magic? You're just like, asshole. You're thinking too much about the asshole because yeah. of Josh Gad's asshole. Well, the character. All, well, before that. I heard this. The character says that he pumped him up by all the things that a troll can't stand. They gave to him all the stuff. So not only is he stronger, he's also more violent. Yeah. And then he says what I thought, put more magic in his asshole. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? What are they doing oh to this God. poor troll? Like, what did he do to them? So um, they sent, they shoot him in like, like pinball. They shoot him in. He literally goes into the house. And then they have a ridiculous fight. This fight goes on for way too long. They trash this beautiful house. By the way, the house is probably the best thing in this movie. I, we were staring at the house going, this house looks cool. God, this I was wondering really like neat. where the hell this house is. I want to yeah. go there. It looks great. I don't I don't know if any of it's real, but it, it just looks really well, nice. I did read that it was this movie was filmed on the Ireland the coast. So it might be there. I don't know. Maybe so it's maybe it's real. Who knows? Yeah. Well, a lot they, of castles there. They fight it. And it ends in the troll falling. It's a stupid chandelier thing that they go on and on and on about. They're on the chandelier. No one can break the chandelier. This one, um, Holly can't get out of the chandelier. And She's stuck in it because of her her wings yeah. got stuck in the chandelier. It's Finally, like... the the troll jumps on the chandelier and it crushes Butler, and Butler dies. But luckily, this movie's got on. Lot of whatever you need. It's got a whatever fairy. you need something. So the fairy can bring him back and she does. The other fairies overthrow the new leader guy that overthrew Root Root and they uh, restore her powers and she's able to fly in and bring Butler back to life and he's fine. Now he a troll landed on this dude. A chandelier and a troll landed on this guy. This guy should be flat. Well, she's magic, so Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's okay. I love that they also brought him from underneath the troll and the chandelier into a room in a couch. These kids carried this guy. Had, okay. A crushed man How across did the they house. lift the troll off of him? I would love to know it. That would have been amazing. Well, there's a lot that we don't see in this that yeah. we're just like, what the hell? And the troll's body disappears too, by the way. Troll's body's gone. Yeah, I guess it's dead and it's gone. It disappears from the movie. Uh, they uh, they have the, uh, the Aculus and they now... The the bubble, the time bubble starts, it flips out and breaks. They couldn't hold it anymore. And it has a complete meltdown. And now we didn't understand any of this. Nope. There is an odd portal disruption thing happening where there seems to be like water tornadoes or something happening. Where if an if a fairy touches it, they seem to be murdered. But we couldn't understand if that's what was happening. Because a whole bunch of people touch it in the scene, including... Josh Gad and Holly 
and they just keep spitting out in different areas. So I was like, wait a minute, is it some kind of portal? Is it just, and, and then they make it sound like, no, they're getting killed, but certain characters just keep getting pushed out and pushed in and pushed out. It doesn't make any sense. But Josh Gad says, I'll see you on the other side and jumps into the ground, and eats the dirt and runs away. Right now, what the last scene we saw there with him was that he ate the aculus mm-hmm. and now he's digging. And now he's digging. So, so what? Okay. And Holly, uh, they keep saying, Holly, get out of there before you die. And everybody's getting in the ships trying to get out as some uh, fairies are getting what I would guess get killed. She decides to save the fisherman up in the air, which I kept laughing. I was like, is that fisherman going to hit the ground and die after the bubble? No, we knew someone was going to save him. So she does. She saves him. Doesn't really save him in a way. She basically throws him under the boat. And the boat's crashing. So I was like, okay, he might die still anyways, but he doesn't (laughs) because of the opening. We know that he saw everybody. There's so much filler, like, in there where she's doing stupid stuff like that. It's like, nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, This movie goes on way too long. So Artemis goes, uh, basically, Holly goes back in the house. Now, they're saying, get out of there because the house, everything's going to blow up. That's what they keep acting like. Yeah. And then there's a huge explosion. Artemis is like, everybody get down. And there's just, like, a little, like puff and then there <laughs> nothing happens no, nothing happened to anybody nope everyone's okay and, and, and we don't know if the, they're dying we don't know but uh artemis says now can you make now all of a sudden he pulls out the aculus bring me the aculus okay but how does how does artemis have the aculus at this point when josh gad literally know. ate it I now don't know. at what point did josh gad shit it out i beg your pardon you heard me the aculus because he that's how he gets rid of things in his stomach yeah he, he poops so what point did he do that exactly and it, he says please holly make a wish on it now uh, this was in josh gad's stomach i, I don't know what's happening no nope, no idea how it got out of there he she does she makes a wish and at the same time the villain is going to kill colin farrell by engulfing him in that venom uh symbiote mm-hmm. and he's turning into like this black ash thing or something and she makes a wish, and then did it? They're like, did it work? I don't know. And so he runs around the house looking for his dad, and she just walks up to him, Holly, and she goes, uh, "She's smiling," and she goes, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry," but she's like smiling. I didn't see her smiling. She does not look like like sad. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I I, 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 don't, I don't think she's sad either. I don't know. It's a little in between. It's there. really it's weird. odd, and it's it, weird. it doesn't matter because he is alive. They brought him back, they beamed him out, and he's fine. Now, he seems like he's in another movie. He he almost seems like he's just doing a meet and greet, where he's just meeting some fans. He only needed to shoot, like, for an hour. I mean, he was only in three scenes in the movie. Yeah, he walks up. Now, one of my favorite things is he just walks up and talks to them, and he's like, oh, that's a, I'm glad you did everything you did. I'm, I'm glad everything worked out. Oh, Holly, I knew your father. He was great. Uh, he sacrificed himself for the greater good to give me the Aculus so it didn't fall into the wrong hands. He knew how dangerous the Aculus can be. He's a hero, just like you are. I don't know you, but you're a hero too. Yeah, I just and met also, you 13 seconds ago. Although I was kidnapped by the bad guy and not frisked, I have an entire list here of the names of the persons, of the people that work for the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He just had that so on So that's wonderful to know because we don't even know who the bad guy is. Yeah. And we've not heard anything about the bad guy except just saw a shadowy figure with a raspy voice. 
And they don't even care to tell us. It's just female yeah. shadowy figure. They're hoping that they're going to get a sequel to bring this character back. No. And, and it doesn't matter why we're why the character's being hidden. It doesn't yeah. make sense because we've never met this character. I'm guessing down the road they would start showing this character a little more. But there is no mystery. There's no twist. There's no ending. It just They just go, oh, we freed you. And now dad and, uh, son, uh, dad and son are together. And they're walking around in sunglasses and suits like like the men in black. And they give the art of the the Aculus back to Holly. She flies back. She beams. Uh, this is another scene where she just beams. Yeah, she beams. Everybody, it, 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 they can't figure out what how the magic works in this world. So they just beams back. They just keep making stuff up. That's what they yeah. do. Now, okay. Now, this is really strange. They call the bad guy. Artemis does the whole thing where now, for some reason, Colin Farrell is not doing it. The son is more of a badass than her, his father, and the father seems useless. It seems like one of those movies that the the father should never have been um, saved, and then he has to battle the villain to get the father back or or revenge. It seems like that kind of movie. The fact that the father is in the movie feels almost odd. That the sequels would have both. Yeah, he doesn't even seem. Like, like the fact that his son is the the badass. He actually gives him car keys. I don't understand what's happening here, and it, he just says, "Wash it before you bring it back." <laughs> I, I didn't understand. I was like, "He just gave him a car." He's a like a ten year old. I don't understand. He's he's twelve. He's twelve. Like none of this makes any sense. Yeah. This movie is so out of like it's just crazy. And then Artemis calls the bad guy. Like he has him on speed dial, and he goes, "I'm coming for you." Yeah, so they take the chopper, and they're in the chopper with the the you know the father and son, and Butler, and uh, and they get in the chopper and they go rescue Josh Gad from prison. It turns out the entire movie, Josh Gad got got kidnapped on purpose, so yes. he can warn the the FBI, whoever the hell this secret organization is, no clue. to warn them to stay out of the um the foul's way. Stay out of the foul's way because they're protecting this world. <laughs> and then he's like, "I um oh, he spits out now the device that he had it. And now suddenly they have changed the device that he ate. He's got a tracking device. And he goes, huh, a tracking device. The kid made this himself. The kid wanted me to read this entire dialogue to you. <sighs> and, oh, and then the, here they are. They're saving me. Yep. So I popped the top. Um, of the interrogation room where he's in, and the ladder pops down. Boom! Rescued. And he's like, uh, and and then Holly's flying with them, and they're all just like looking at each other and going, "Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did that's it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we did it. we're Finn. all together." Finn. Finn. <sighs> wow. I can't. I mean, this is an odd flick. Like, I mean. Odd is good, you know. Usually, odd right. is good, but this film was like it was a it was a bad odd. Um, I I didn't understand anything that was going on in this film, and you know when we were talking about doing this movie, I was like, you know, it can't be that bad. That's what I said too. It can't you know, be it this just bad. can't be that bad. Where like it's one of the, it's the worst movie that someone's ever seen. What's the name of the person that recommended this? Extreme reviews. Okay, extreme reviews. Um, so do you want to do our review and then we'll I'll do my segment. Okay. 
All right. So what do you give this movie? I mean, that's the problem, right? Like you were just about to say. There's uh, a lot wrong with it. It's not that it's like, uh, like, I guess I understand what you're saying is that odd is good in a a way. It could be. Mm -hmm. This just seems very messy, very rushed, and so trying way hard, but seeming to like just let's get it done kind of thing. I, I can't imagine that this didn't have a longer cut. And then they just edited it, like, just get it cut down. Like, make it fast. Just get yeah. it out. Because characters are just getting run through. It seems so rushed, even though it also seemed like it was taking three hours to get through this movie because we didn't like it. Um, but I didn't, I, don't, I didn't have that problem. I just, it was going so fast that I couldn't understand what was happening half the time. I'm like, yeah. who is it? Why is this? Okay, The why, explanations were terrible. And, and, and also, this is the cardinal sin of things for me. I don't like when a when a movie builds its universe and it doesn't connect or make sense mm-hmm. to me, and they don't follow their own rules. So that's what that's a big no no to me. Like I couldn't understand the power sets. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know why things were happening. I didn't know what the devices did, and I couldn't care. Yeah. And so, uh, and as an Irish person, fuck this movie. You know, as an Irish person, fuck it. You know. I was well, like, I'm just glad they weren't throwing potatoes as weapons. You, you know, know? might wanted to step away from doing that shit. As a non-Irish person, I also say fuck it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna give it a. I I think a, I think a four is okay. I think that IMDb score makes sense to me. Okay, I think I'm gonna give it a three. Oh wow, okay. I really didn't I, I, care I, much for this. I mean, was it, it to me? It's like, is it the worst? No. No, but a three is not the worst, so... It's getting there. It's down there, but it's not the worst. I'm giving it a three for many reasons. But that brings us to our segment that we call Why We Can't Have Nice Things. Um, It's uh, where I show you the two extremes of online reviews and how the internet destroys the movie rating system. So I'm going to give you... (laughs) I have one one one-star review, one ten-star review. I'm going to read the ten-star review first. It's very short. I okay. can't believe this one. There's several wow. 10 stars. So surprised. Several. Surprised. So this is a 10 out of 10. A 10 for all the criers. We did not read the books, but we kind of like the movie and we give it a 7. But for all of you hardcore book fans who give it a 1, we give it a 10. What is a movie really when it's a 1? It would just be nothing. One and a half hours of just black screen. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, first of all, this, okay. this is the epitome that's, I of mean, why we can't have nice things. Honest. Because, that's the exact reason why we're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you're saying that you're giving this a movie a 10 out of 10. However. Just despite. You you gave it a 7. You're saying you're giving it a 7. Yeah. A 7 is just not a, a 10. Yeah. So it's a spiteful review. Yeah. It's odd. <sighs> Yeah, I can't wait to see the other review that he's talking about. Well, that person. Who is that, by the way? What was his name? Super Vatos. <laughs> I'm not making it up. Fucking great. That could have been a name of one of the characters in this movie. Yeah. Super Vatos. Um, anyway. Super Vatos. I want to know the one now that this person is talking about. Yeah. I. I mm. So do you have a one? I do. Um, one out of ten. It's uh, titled Fartimus Owl. Oh. God, that wasn't even that clever. No, quite possibly one of the worst films I have ever seen. 
After 20 minutes, I had to consult the Wikipedia plot description to try and figure out what was happening on screen, and I still couldn't follow the nonsensical plot. One out of ten. I mean... I, I get it. I get what he's saying. Or, or, what's the name of that person? Ronin 8. Ro- I get oh, this Ronin 8 person saying a little bit that they... It, it is confusing as all shit, but I, I think that it's not that bad because there are some things like, uh, you know, like we like the house design, the set design, uh, some of the, you know, some of the shots looked okay. Some of the armor looked all right. You know, you were like the yeah. green, you were talking about the green during the movie. You're like, I like the green. The green look. stood out. It was yeah. really pretty. Uh, like we said, Josh Gad a little bit is kind of fun. He's all right. I mean, if I, we'll never ever see another character eat dirt and shit it out in a movie ever in our lives. So, you know, hey, that's uh, worth something, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, to a one, to me, way too low. Now, we always ask the question, is this the worst movie ever made? We're saying no. No. Um, so what is? I know uh, we started making a list of our worst movies ever. Where is this one going to fall? Now, uh, last month, we pretty much laid out the top five uh i think with the top six half of the movies from last month are in there which is kind of nuts uh so where is this one so yeah toxic avenger part four is the number one no the number one is actually toxic avenger three three so uh where is this gonna fall for us is this gonna be higher up i i'm i i guess the question i keep asking you every week is is this worse or better than street fighter God. Um, you gave it a three, so you're saying it's definitely worse. Yeah, I'm going to say it's worse. Yeah, and is this worse than uh, Bucket of Blood? No. Uh, all right, so I guess in the ranking, because, yeah, right now the Christmas tree is at number six, and uh, th- this is better than the Christmas tree. And you said this is better than the Mask of the Red Death, or? This is better than the Mask of the Red Death. So do you think it's worse than Invasion USA? No. This isn't worse? No. All right. How about Silent Night? No. It's not worse than Silent Night. Okay. So now we're up to Bucket of Blood, which you said is better. No. I said this is better than Bucket of Blood. This is better than Bucket of Blood. Yeah. Uh, April Fool's Day and Exorcist Believer. Um, okay. It's better than April Fool's Day, but not better than Exorcist Believer. Wait, you're saying it's better than both of those? It's better than April Fool's Day, but not better than Exorcist Believer. You think Exorcist Believer is better? Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry, that was confusing. I never thought I would hear you say that because you hated it so much. I did, but this one was... mm. Okay, Artemis Fowl is going to be our number 12 on our ranking. Wow. We, I mean, hearing someone say this is the worst movie that I've ever seen, it's not that bad comparatively. Okay. Yeah, that's the first up of the movies that people have told us to do. So next week, I think we're going to get one that's even way worse and it'll probably be really low on our list. Oh That'd be the son of the mask. Yikes. All right, let's do it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Hit us up on social media, at, uh, Just Another Movie Night on Instagram and uh, Crafty Misfit on Instagram. And uh, we would always love to hear your worst movies ever and see if we haven't seen one. Or if you actually love Artemis Fowl and you want to talk about it, I would love to hear it. Hit me up on there. Uh, Yeah, so thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Let's make a trade. The Aculos for my father. He brought me the Aculos. The Aculos is safe at last. The Aculos. There's been a development. They 
found the Aculos. As I expected, in foul manner. <laughs> 